0: yo 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 what's going on everybody welcome 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 uh you are tuning in to the mjb music with jb podcast so excited to have you guys on tonight tonight is going to be a very very special show and we're glad you tuned in so check it out i'm mario j brown singer songwriter and ceo of mjb music entertainment and my man and here I,
1: and i am james buford jb uh i am the cmo of mjb music Uh, I do a lot of other things, but I'm just glad to be here. Once again, on our show, Mario, here we are. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. We back again. We back again. Y'all won't be disappointed for tuning in. So check it out. We started this podcast to bring you everything music, education and culture. And um, basically what we've done is reached out to several industry friends and people that have been in the industry for quite a while and perfected their crafts. And we're bringing you into the room with them just to learn some valuable lessons. So, James, tell them what uh, what type of information can they expect on the show?
1: So this show is going to give us valuable information um, from producers, uh, songwriters, artists, photographers, makeup artists, uh, radio personalities, um, and so in anything in between. Uh, and so we get valuable information from the people that are doing it in the industry and are doing it well uh, so that people who want to uh, perfect their craft will have the knowledge and insight on how to do it in their industry. So it's a, it's a, it's a great platform for that.
0: Absolutely. That's what it's all about, because like our our uh, our theme is more than a song, because we understand that creating the song, that's one part of the process. But there's so many other things that surround being a su- successful artist. So that's why you hear from attorneys and, you know, different musicians, makeup artists, just everything to kind of give you a well-rounded scope of how to become a better artist. So uh, feel free Absolutely. to chime in, ask questions. Man, we already deep in here, y'all. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. Vernon uh, Easley, we see you. Kenya Patterson Brown, my wife. What up? Willie right, Wade, right, right, Ashita yeah, Perry, Mark Tucker, Los, man. list goes on and on. We thank y'all for tuning in. Um, so today, we, we value time again. Our topic of discussion is writing a hit song. I want to read this man. bio real quick. It says, uh, the first song Love ever wrote in his career was Throwback, which ended up Usher's 2004, up on Usher's 2004 classic album, Confessions. Love continued writing and producing hit records such as Usher's There Goes My Baby, and Hey Daddy, Daddy's Home. Nellie's Just a Dream and Gone, as well as Beyonce Knows Sweet Dreams. Love has contributed to works which have gone on to win Grammys, such as Beyonce's 2009 Best Contemporary R&B Album, I Am Sasha Fierce, Usher's 2010 Best Contemporary R&B Album, Raymond vs. Raymond, and Usher's 2010 Best Male and R&B Vocal Performance, There Goes My Baby, yes sir, hit maker. In addition, Love has written and produced records for Kelly Rowland, Diddy, Dirty Money, Chris Brown, Alexandra Burke, Carrie Hilson, Bergie, Fantasia and wow. more. Um, and as a solo recording artist, let's not forget, <laughs> he released two, right. al- two studio albums, TTLO and even King's Die. Love is also the CEO of Division One, a record label which partnered with Interscope Records in 2013. Love has appeared as a featured artist on records with T.I., Usher, J.D., Jermaine Dupree, Jamie Foxx, Rich Boy, Fat Joe, and so many others, man. That's just a small glimpse of what this brother has accomplished. So, uh, But before we talk to him, I just want to uh, kind of talk about the culture moment of the day. J.B., what's going on in the news? What's going on in our culture?
1: So this is uh, in, in in line with the election season uh, recently. Uh, not re- Well, recently, Cardi B and uh, Candace Owens, if you don't know who those two are, you gotta look up their tw- Twitter thread and what was going on with them. Uh, Cardi B, um, as we know, she um, she's a hip hop artist, uh, and so she um, she put she was uh, asked to be on uh, Joe Biden's uh, um, uh, campaign campaign. Well, not campaign, but just to show up on the talk show that they they did together. And okay. so while they were on there together, um, Candace Owens, who is a Republican pundit. Uh, she began to just 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 uh, trash talk her, and so it's a whole thing. Like they going back and forth on tra- Twitter, it's like trending really 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 uh, really hard. Uh, so if you want to check out that beef, <laughs> you, got, you gotta check it out. It's, it's 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 quite interesting. I'm not gonna even go into the story. Like all the stuff that they saying, you just gotta go check it out for yourself. Candace Owens and Cardi B going at it.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, I was completely unaware of that, man. I guess I got too much going on in my own life. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, yeah, whatever yeah. floats your boat, man. Y'all go check that out. But that's what's yeah. going on and on in the culture. And uh, yeah, so JB, I want to talk about uh, today. Our music education topic for today, as I said, is writing a hit song. Yeah. So, in your opinion, I'm not sure exactly how much experience you have, but in your opinion, what do you feel it takes to write a hit song?
1: Well, I know one thing. I've never wrote a hit song, but <laughs> right. <laughs> but if I did, uh, I would think that it'd be uh, it will take a, a good in you know really being in tune with music and um, being in tune with um, what 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 hit what a hit sounds like, right? So you gotta yeah. really be in tune with uh, the sound. You know, I am a musician, so you as a musician, you know. You know, you got that 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 thing where it'd be like, oh yeah, that 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 beat right there, that's a banger. Uh, and then you hit yeah. or miss too. So I think it comes with a little bit of trial and error, but really knowing the culture, knowing knowing what the culture likes, and then be able to put lyrics to it and, and, and match uh, the emotion of the of the culture. Because I mean, hits usually are. are I, I like I like to call songs the story of our lives, right, or the soundtrack of our lives. And so, yeah, uh, uh, you know, being able to know. What sounds good, and to put the the right lyrics with it uh, makes the magic for a hit song.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, like you said, man, I don't know that I've written a hit song, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on here to take notes like everybody else. I've written I've written now. songs upon songs, over five hundred right. songs, man. But you know, I'm always in a position where I can learn, and uh, you know, our absolutely. guest today, man, who I mean, who better to have on the show? But uh, somebody that's already paved the way, man, and uh, can give us some insight and and tips and tools on how to how, to, how to write his song so but before we introduce our guest today um rico i know they can't see you right now but we got something to show you man jb you got that video ready
1: yeah here we go Come on, then.
2: Give you my heart, girl, but you got a promise
0: Promise
1: you'll hold me, hold me oh, Touch me, don't touch me, love me Way past...
2: <sighs> what? They don't know, they don't, they don't know They don't, they don't know, they don't know They don't, they don't know, they don't, they don't know They don't know You want
1: yeah yeah yes yeah.
0: sir so without further ado man let's welcome our guest my friend my homie mr turn the lights on rico love what up bro yeah, yeah, what up what up yeah. what up what up how y'all feeling <laughs>
1: good man good.
0: we feeling good feeling great man so excited man and honored to have you on man it's such a privilege man we we just thank you man for your time man Absolutely. What's going me, on with you
2: i got me feeling like a star man <laughs> oh man
0: <laughs> nothing less bro nothing less man yeah, well yeah, yeah. we you know we go, We're gonna spend a little time, man. We ain't gonna keep you all night, but we definitely want to get some tips and some tools. Also, um, you know, kind of just get some insight on where you are, how you got to where you are, where you started Absolutely. with passion. So we got a few questions that we want to ask you. So man, just feel free to just give from your heart, man. It's, it's people, man. They on here, bro. They on here. They 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 showed up to hear Rico love tonight. So you know we're excited to have you. So if you're ready, man, we're gonna jump right in. Okay. Yes, sir. So the first question I have for you, man, is um people who don't know you, they look at you and uh, think that you might have made it overnight. Mm-hmm. Take us take us down the journey to where things started for you and uh, how did you make it to the level you're on now?
2: Um, you know, the, the real start was the bus rides from Tallahassee to Atlanta every weekend, starting in 2000, you know, 2000. And when I went to college at FAMU, I, I was like, you know, just hungry to make it. And a guy by the name of, of Will Mathis, Everybody might know him in Milwaukee's Chicken will. Yeah. He introduced me to Vincent Searcy, who believed in me first before anybody, you know, and um, took me under his wing. So I used to take the bus, use the credit cards that I got in college, you know, that had, one had a $500 limit, $750 limit, and I just would use the credit card and, and take the bus to Atlanta every weekend. until that ran out. When that ran out, Searcy would send me the money to get on the bus every weekend. And, you know, I linked up with Jagged Edge um, and the corner boys who were signed to them as producers. I started working with them and then we, we created a bond. And I started sleeping on their couch every weekend and it kind of like spawned into this incredible working relationship. And, you know, meeting this person and this person. And in my sophomore year in college, I was introduced to um, a guy by the name of Ed Long, we called him Dirty Bishop, and he introduced us to Usher. And and told us that Usher was looking for producers through this guy named Jonathan Nyblack. So when we we the producers, uh the Corner Boys produced a remix for Usher and I rapped on it. And when I rapped on it, Usher heard me and reached out to me to perform in a showcase he was having to look for new artists. Yeah. So when I performed in that showcase, Usher loved what I what I did and ended up signing me. And I think the, the rest is like history because you know, then I went on the right throwback, the first song, and then, you know, um, the label fell apart, but I, I realized I had a gift. So Usher gave me the keys to this incredible building that is songwriting, and I was able to walk in and kind of make it a place of my own, in, in a sense. So yeah. it's all of the story happens after that, but that is the beginning, and that is how uh, everything started for me.
0: wow. Wow so i mean um uh, let's 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 back up even further like is this something that you were that you noticed at a young age or have you always known that you would be a songwriter or was it your goal to rap or you know what was the, what was the whole scope of things
2: i, mean, I always male- was melodically inclined i always was um more a fan of r b music even though i came in the game as a rapper but i was always the guy around who was singing i was encouraged by a guy named Terrence Jordan who lived across the street from me to rap. But I, I was just always musically inclined. I knew I was going to do music from the day I was born. I knew that was going to be the case. Um, but then I thought I was going to be Jay-Z. I thought I was going to be the biggest rapper in the world. Yeah. I think that... Um, but I always knew it was going to be music. I knew. And I, and I always knew I was going to make it. You know, I just never had... That's why when people always ask you, can you believe it? And I'm like, I really can. Like, I never had... Uh, any doubt in my mind that I would make it. Honestly, um, the vision that I have for myself is far greater than, than I've even been able to reach yet. So, yeah. but I've always, and then when that happens, people will be like, did you ever think? And I'll be like, yeah, I did. Yeah. I think <laughs> most people who do make it, you kind of knew. It kind of, there's something in you that you kind of know, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. Well, yeah, man, that's awesome, man. Um, I want to talk songwriting. Um, which is why we're on tonight. Let's talk songwriting. One of my favorite subjects, man. Um, What is typically your process when writing? Now, I want to spend a little bit of time here because like I said, the people that are on here tonight maybe have tuned in specifically for these tools and these tips. So uh what's typically your process when writing? And um, like, do you always follow a certain formula?
1: And yeah, um, I,
2: like to, I like to write stripped. So um to a piano progression or a guitar progression and or loop a sample loop or something i like to write to the chords and build around it so if it's just a piano loop i'll hear uh one of my guys playing a loop or or a guitar rift and i'll say import that i i am like initially just hear instantly a verse melody or a hook melody along with the lyric right away i come from a background of rap a freestyle of off the top first thing you hear go so uh I always hear the melody and the words at the same time as with some people hear a melody first, or they have yeah. a lyric, and then they, they kind of put it together with the melody. I kind of hear them instantly. So if you watch my process, a lot of people describe it as, as if I wrote the song already. Like, oh no, he already wrote that. He had to, because it just came too quick. That's how it is. Either it comes very quickly or it doesn't at all. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like uh, one of those situations where either I'm in there and it's just like flowing, Or I'm in there, I don't hear anything to to that particular progression, and I'll watch a movie and I'll have a conversation until the inspiration finds me, but I never search for it. I don't look for the inspiration. It'll find me. I always believe in that. So um, I believe that the key to writing a hit record is to say the most commonly said thing in a way that's never been said before, or to express the most commonly felt emotion in a way that's never been felt before. My job is to say for a person what they don't know how to say for themselves. If you're hurting, it's easy to say I'm hurting. But if right. you say, uh, and I miss you, like the desert, missed the rain. It's like, oh. okay, you know the depth in which she misses you, right? When she yeah. can hear that lyric, you know, when it's, it has to be how how great of a feeling. I can't describe this in, or you just played a clip from a song I wrote from Romeo Santos, and it says, I promise you'll love me way past forever. You know what I mean? It's like, I, how can I describe how how I want to be loved by you? I want you to be so loyal to me that even when the world is gone, the love that you have for me is still there. And that's something that most people wouldn't, they just don't know how to express. Our job is right is just to express that for them and to say the things for them. A guy shouldn't even know how to, you know, say, I'm sorry to his girl. He should just be able to put my song in for her. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the job of a song. That's the job of a composer, of a lyricist, is to be able to say the thing in, in a way. So if you're saying it in an obvious way, now some things have to be said obvious. Some right. songs just work obviously, you know, but other things I think is just find, a, generally find a way to, one of my favorite writers ever is uh, Neo, so when he says, why can't I turn off the radio? The whole mission of the song has nothing to do with the radio. The song is saying, if if the word i'm i have the worst 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 feeling when i think of you right but oh, yeah. I, i'm so hurt but if the only way i can be next to you is to <laughs> think of you and feel this pain yeah take it why can't i turn off the radio i'm so sick of so slow, slow love songs so sad and slow but why can't i turn off the radio every song reminds me of you why do i keep torturing myself to feel it it's because If that's the only way I can get next to you is to feel this pain, I'll take it gladly because that's how much I wanna be with you. That's how much I love you is that I can't turn off the radio. I can't turn off the pain. I can't stop feeling this thing. I can't stop thinking of it. I can't stop checking your Instagram posts even though I know it's gonna kill me to see you with somebody else or see you wearing that sexy dress or see you sending subliminals to the guy that you, your new guy. I just can't stop looking at it. I can't turn off the radio. So that's what the song should do. So if you ask me what the hit song is, to me it has to be that it has
1: to
0: challenge us to that to that level mm. wow yeah that's 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 really deep man just you know I, I love just writing songs the whole process behind it and um just thinking about i'm just sometimes I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to be around you and i'm always amazed at um how number one how fast that you write and then the content that you come up with so i'm, I'm thinking to myself does this brother like got a bunch of ideas in his phone already that like he's just waiting for the right beat. And he's just going to apply it to certain things. Like, how do you always have content that's ready? And what do you what do you pull from? I know you watch a lot of movies, read a lot of books material. Yep. So let's talk about that.
2: That's it. I read a lot of books. I, ro- I watch a lot of movies. I watch documentaries and I study people. I don't even know how to enjoy anything without understanding why it's great. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like yeah. I'm watching a beautiful woman. I'm thinking to myself, what is she thinking? How does she react to heartbreak, right? How does a woman who has everything react to heartbreak? How does a woman have nothing react to heartbreak? What's the happiness for her? Right, This guy has everything in the world. What's happiness for him? How can I look? Okay, I look at a person falling down some stairs. What's the thought right before they hit the bottom? You know, like I'm watching this film and this documentary and I'm enriching my vocabulary. I'm understanding the way people see the world. I'm understanding how things work. And how can I fit that in the song? And even furthermore, when I go into those things as a CEO, it's like, look at that lighting. Look at that 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 shade. How can I fit this and how can I create this a visual into a visual for my artists and for myself? Like so, um the it's almost like I'm con- constantly doing the homework. That's why when I meet uh, arrogant people, there's no mm-hmm. way you can be a great writer because it can't. You can't be arrogant and be great at this. Or when people try to call me arrogant, it's like it's no way. I might not do what you ask me to do, but yeah is a selfless job. We have to give up ourselves. We have to give up everything that we feel and see on a daily basis and try to understand the way everybody else thinks and feels and sees. So it's one of those positions in which you, it it takes a certain level of humility towards the art and humility towards the work, that it can't be self-serving if you're really truly good at it and you really understand at the level in which I believe I understand. This is one of those things where you're constantly working, you're constantly serving, in order to do that, you have to be selfless.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, um, you know, what have you found? You, you make this look easy. I mean, again, unless you're on the inside, you probably don't know what, what your life is like on a day to day basis. So what have you found to be the most challenging part of your career? And um, is there anything, you know, now that you wish you'd have known earlier um, that would maybe save you time, money, relationships? Like what's some of those lessons that, you know, now that you wish you would have known earlier?
2: um the most challenging thing about doing anything great is that constant question of "So what's what's what you've been working on and it's like I- i've done enough that you shouldn't have to ask me that you know what i mean so that's kind of like it's like a what have you done for me lately type of energy mm-hmm. in this business and it's almost like it's almost condescending to a point where somebody says What's been up, man? What you been up to? You still you still writing songs? And it's like, what? <laughs> like, right. I sold 150 million albums like I don't never have to write again. You know, you shouldn't even try me like that. On my worst day, I've done enough. So um, I think that's the most important part is vexing in a business where it's always what's next. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? You know, what I mean? Just last year, I had the City Girls biggest hit. Right. So to this day, twerk was number one for you know, nine weeks. It was in the top 10 for 25 weeks. It was, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, but already they got a new album out. That's the game, you know what I mean? Already they have a new album out, bro. The record hmm. was number one less than a year ago. They have a new album out and that's the game. That is the nature of the business. If you don't understand that, and it's quick, it's quick, it's quick. It's not like, you know, um, I went through a period of two and a half years without anything on the radio. And then it was like, Oh, What happened to Rico? That is the part that's vexing. It's like you go through these um, transitions. You know, you, you 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 change management, or you do these certain things. And before Twerk and the, and the Gucci album and the Trey songs, album, I think I did. It was like a period of where I was trying to figure things out for myself personally and, and my career. And You just kind of was in limbo in in the structure, the infrastructure that you had that built your career was kind of dismantled when management broke up, which happens in this business a lot. But um, in in that transition, it's always of what have you done? And and as you always, you never ask this question by anybody who's done anything. You know what I mean? (laughs) You only ask (laughs) it by, yeah, who's who's accomplished nothing. I remember being in the studio across from Pharrell. And I was on fire, you know. I had like an eight-year run. I remember going crazy, and I remember Pharrell had nothing on the radio, but he was working every day. He was working, 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 working. And he came in the studio one day and he played me a song and he said, "Yo, I'm doing this little movie thing. I want you to hear this." And I'm like, I'm blown away. Like this is—I never heard anything like this. This is amazing. What are you gonna? He said, "Yeah, I want CeeLo to sing it, but he don't want to sing it, so I might just keep it myself." And it was happy, for Despicable Me. <laughs> you know wow. what I mean? Like, wow. so. You might say to yourself what if i'd have been the guy to say that for us what you been doing man you know what I mean? like <laughs> he's working and yeah. in order to to have the second win in the, in the next run that he had he was had to put in that time and after that he created his own festival in virginia now he's a multi like he's he's making hundreds of million dollars on festivals if it wasn't for the pandemic he would had that festival again you know but but it's like so many things that he's been able to build off the back of his success as a writer and composer, same for me. I want to be able to do greater things than just working for a record company, because that's what you do. In a sense, I'm a freelance worker and I work for record companies and I get paid to publishing and my, somebody might say, well, you make millions. Oh, yeah, but they make hundreds of hundreds of millions and billions. Hmm. So how do we get in that conversation? We don't get that way from writing songs. I will not make a billion dollars as a songwriter. It's just not going to happen but I can make a billion dollars off the brand. So it's now about understanding how to take the music and use it as a catalyst to launch me into that, that sphere, that realm as an executive, as owner, as CEO, as entrepreneur. And I think that that's the key. And I think that that's what I've always, like I said, earlier in the conversation, the things I've seen for myself that are far greater than what's even, uh, happened so far. And right now, On the label, breaking the artist is the first part of that. But after that, you get into the position where you say to yourself, now the brand is strong. What do we do with the brand from here? And that's the that's the future and that's the vision.
0: Wow. You touched on something that I don't want to skate past, man. And uh, you talked about basically seasons and you've been around long enough to know that seasons change. And, um, you know, I'm glad that you kind of brought that up because a lot of us include myself, you know, people give up in the rough seasons, and the tough seasons, not realizing that things are going to come again. So, you know, that's just encouraging to hear somebody like yourself that's, you know, reached a certain level of success and to understand that even at your level, you go through seasons, you go through challenges, you go through times where, you know, it may be dry or maybe, you know, but it, but it comes back around. So just, man, if you don't mind just talking a little bit about that, just at your level, because we all experience it. But, we, you know, you look at people on the outside and think that, you know, y'all good, y'all don't have issues like that. That's just for common folk. <laughs>
2: Yeah, man, we um, you know, I, I went through. With, uh, I went broke, you know, not because I was in the clubs and partying and, and smoked and drank the money away. I was sued by different entities for things that um, you know, I would just put people in charge of things that may not have been fully equipped. So I went through a situation where I had lost everything and I had to struggle and grind. But the thing about it is, was my ability to um, nobody knew it. I didn't wear it. I just had to get through it. So then you make a play and make this play and make this play. And you get back on your feet because you're a hustler. So, yeah, you have those times where this is happening. Everybody's after you at one um, and from this end to this end. And you got to figure out, you know, how are you going to handle that? How are you going to maneuver through that? You know, um, and understanding that the gift is greater than everything, right? Like yeah. the gift is God, right? A God, like, let's say if it's like. A piece of God, and He gives you that. That is your gift. So when I write a song, that is a part, part of God, right? So, mm-hmm. what's greater than God? If I, what if I told you, as infinite and as big and as great and as omnipresent as God is, He gave you a piece of Him that was this big? Wouldn't you feel like oh, that's all I need to rule the world? Yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. when you when you feel that way about your gift, it feels like. You, you don't have any fear you have your days where you're down because of your situation but when you have this gift if, if you if somebody told me you had this rock in your house that was from like that's literally the rock from god's mountain you know what i mean <laughs> right you, like when they said if i could just touch the hem of his garment right so imagine if you had a hem of his garment at your house yeah when the woman uh in uh <laughs> what, what was it in in, in uh lazarus she cut, she touched Jesus of uh, Nazareth, right? She touched Jesus, him, and she was healed. And he looked and instantly saw her and knew that his, she was changed because he touched her. Imagine that is the gift, if God gave you that, and it's this little piece of himself. And everything around you is healed, is fixed, is conquered, is overcome because of that gift. That is what songwriting is for me, It's not just an ability. And when you see that and you understand it about yourself, There is no room for fear there's no room for lack and there's no room for doubt you look at that and you say to yourself i'm going to be fine it's no way that i was able to make millions and millions and millions of dollars off this thing and then you're going to tell me that it it ran out there's no no way you're going to be able to tell me that it's just that you got to figure out a way to manipulate that gift to get Mm the next to the next point and whatever the season that you're going through, you have to understand the purpose of it. and Who was I intended to meet during this job? time? I was able to fortunate enough to realize who around me was there was truly there. Mm. I mean, there were conversations that were had about me and my dog period. That was the same. Like I was even, um, that was, that was like incredible to learn that people felt this way, but they just found it convenient to feel this way when I had nothing but then when i had when i was up it was like right. all of those things were ignored now all of a sudden i hate when you do that i hate that this about you i hate this and you ruined my life and you did you know those things happen when you have nothing and you had to learn it so through, when i went through that period of nothing I, I was aware and i understood who was who and what was what so um yeah man that that was an incredibly trying time um i appreciate it if you ask me did I would I ever go through it again? No, I do never want to go through that ever again. Ever, ever. I know when people right. tell stories, like, if I could do it all again, I'd go through it. No.
1: <laughs> never, no ever, <laughs> ever do I want to go through
2: that. <laughs> oh, so, being that's broke is one, one thing, but being rich and then being broke, nothing worse Oh, my it. God, man. Nothing worse than that. So, uh, you know, to get through that and see the other side of that, that's like a blessing, you know what I mean? And it's wow. still so much further to go and understand that, but I'm just blessed to be able to say that I'm still here. And it gives me the opportunity on other things that have come up since then. It's like, they don't scare me as much. And I think God put me through that to say these, you know, Mm. I mean more things that's gonna pop up, but you went through this very difficult time. How did you handle it? And did you wait? I think that I passed the test and I'm still passing tests.
0: You know? that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, man. Shout out to uh just a side note to Carries. I seen him walk past and uh believe, man, <laughs> he ain't yeah. back there no more, man. But shout out to the to the babies, man. And um, <laughs> I saw I saw y'all fishing the other day, man. I was jealous, man. You know, that's oh, that's my man. thing. I, I love perfect. the fish, bro. I see I see that's something that you just got into, man. you
2: enjoyed it? I see ya. Uh, yeah, man. I had a blast, bro. It was so much fun, man. I couldn't, I didn't even know you can have that much fun. Fishing. I just didn't know that there was even an option but it was incredible I had <laughs> yes sir yeah that's what's up so man
0: thinking about family man that's that's you know a good transition man how do you balance um you Thanks, know no, if, um awesome. some people may not know your your status or whatever I don't know if, uh I don't know if you're married single got you know we obviously know you got some children but how do you manage your um your your career and your family life how do you balance that
2: man it's just kids is everything without even question, I don't even know how to manage it. It's just that I just know that they come first. So that's not yeah. even a question. They understand that I got to work. They understand that daddy be away. They understand that, you know, one thing that my children always uh, is important for my children to know is who I am in my heart. Like, mm-hmm. as long as my children know my heart, we good. They understand that. I, and I have, ex, I have explicit in-depth conversations with my children daily about the type of man I am because the most the, the consistent miscommunication of any man is when another man or another person another woman whoever doesn't know their heart but when you understand my heart no matter what has ever happened you'll know that if it was a mistake it was a mistake but who who he is that's pure and my children know that about me and they know that in 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 depth about me you know hey, they believe. know my heart <laughs>
0: Hey, beautiful yeah <laughs> that's what's up man so yeah we're gonna switch gears a little bit um <clears throat> let's talk about relationships in the industry man how important are relationships in the industry and, and um uh, how do you decipher between the real and the fake
2: i mean they all fake to me at the end of the day you know <laughs> <laughs> but but about it. yeah but yeah, it's it's all about perspective because there are people who ask me for things that they can't get from me and they consider me being fake in that sense so it's always somebody who think you fake and to me that's not obviously to me that's not fake but relationships are extremely important but i don't look at anybody as a friend mm. you know what I, mean? I look at everybody as they out for themselves and they have to work for themselves and they out to use others to get what they need and if you look at generally in any business that if you work at mcdonald's you think your manager cares about your livelihood he's using you he needs you for those hours You're using him you need to pay right so at the end of the day if we all understand that we're being used by somebody then either we smarten up and use them back to get what we need or we'll we'll never exist in this business i don't look for friends in this business there are people who i see and i like and i laugh with and i hang out with but from time to time but as far as who's allowed in my home as far as who's who i vacation with as far as who's children I ask about on a daily or go see or graduations I attend or or invite to my children's things, that's a different type of thing. And that's a circle that's not really in the business. So yeah, there's people I do business with who are my family, who do I do music with who are my family. But on the in the business, these are just yeah. people. And if over time is a consistent relationship there, then yeah, I think the key to any any relationship in business is keeping a clean face. People think it's about keeping this relationship. It's okay to keep this person around, but if they if if they know you to be a snake, then you're a snake. I just want people to know me to be a stand-up guy who works really hard and does my work and does my business. And I'm consistent in, in the level and the quality of work that I give you. And I'm consistent in the level of courtesy and, and kindness that that I give you and patience that I give you. And outside of that, it's not your responsibility to uphold any level of friendship with me. It's not my responsibility to uphold any level of friendship with you. The problem comes in when people expect friendship from people who never were friendly with them anyway. if you look at what friendly means, if, if I only are dealing with you based upon the convenience of the work I can do for you, that in no way is friendly, right? right. We can be nice to each other in doing that. But if we don't exist outside of the parameters of this work, then why do I expect any type of loyalty outside of the parameters of this work? Because of that false uh, uh, idea of what this business is, a lot of people will call others fake or say this person didn't do this. or oh, I thought you was this. I was, did this for me. Right, at the end of the day, we existed inside of the parameters of work. Right. I know guys who, when I was coming up in the business, did music for me and they charged me money for that music. So if you later on say, but we was friends. No, no, no. we was cool, but even then it was business. So later on in life, if you can't get from what you want from me because of a plethora of things that's going on in my life and you in turn say that I'm fake or I'm not real because you can't get what you want from me, then you have a false idea of what this business is. So, yes, relationships are extremely important based upon my face. My face is clean with everybody across the board because nobody's going to be able to say I paid Rico to do a job, and he didn't do it. Rico showed up late. Rico was not a professional. Rico didn't give me the best work. Rico didn't devote himself to making sure this mix was right. Rico was no, I'm a professional. Now, if you say to me, I invited Rico out to dinner and he declined because he had something going on. So he's faking that sense, then you have a false idea of what this business is, right? So um, as far as the game, yeah, the relationships are extremely important, but understand what they are and how they actually work and stop making it about a person didn't do something that I wanted them to do in my time of need. And therefore, they are not this. No, the relationship is about how can we benefit each other? And if we can benefit each other, then we're operating in the parameters of a music business relationship. Now, if me and you exist outside of the music business, then that's a different thing. Chad Roper is a person who exists with me in the music business and outside of the music business. So the way I deal with him is not gonna be just on music industry time, because he's a friend of mine outside of music industry. Same with d Town. Same with certain people that's around me and close to me every day. Now, there are some people who've only existed in my life based upon what they can do for me musically, what I can do for them musically, what they can do for me financially, what I can do for them musically, what I can do for them financially within parameters of the business. When you understand that, then it's it's impossible almost to not have a great working relationship with that person. As long as you become a professional, the UPS man drops off the stuff in my house. We have a great relationship. Why? Because he shows up and he delivers the stuff. The day that he shows up and I find that my stuff is broken because of him, the day that he shows up and I find out that he's missing a package, the day that he shows up and I find out that he dropped a package in the car on the way there, our relationship has an issue and UPS better send somebody else. But outside of that, that's where our relationship exists and if it doesn't exist, anything outside of that is not going to harm me and hurt my feelings or my ego because I know that this is not the parameters in which we exist.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's good, man. That's, that's a good take on it too, man, because we've talked to guests. Um, you know, we've been doing this podcast for a couple months now, and every guest that we've had on here have talked or spoke to relationships, but never from that angle of it. Also, so let just-
2: tell you this. Let me explain something to you. I don't care if it's my mother. If you hear something about me from somebody else and you don't have the courage to ask me and get clarity from me, then you'll miss out on an incredible relationship based upon the spiteful and bitterness of somebody else. I've had people extremely close to me speak down on me. People you wouldn't believe would even speak like this about me. People have done the, the most for to speak down on me. And then later, those same people will apologize to me and sing my praises. Now, imagine all of the people along the way who missed out on business with me because or working relationship with me because of what somebody else said and now they'll look up and see that same somebody else friendly with me Lil Wayne and Birdman were at odds making songs about each other and crazy even shootouts and all type of craziness so imagine Birdman said this 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 about you okay cool but then later on I missed out on this deal I didn't want to do a Birdman because you said something but now Birdman and Wayne is good so now you're looking like whoa so I missed out on business because of what somebody else said that i didn't research for myself and now they good and they making money together and i'm not making no money with nobody so when you understand relationships from that perspective you understand i like i said bro i don't care if it's my own mother i've been in situations that people close to me like that and that level of closeness have gone off and said terrible things to me about me that were not even true it was only based on their ego and their arrogance and their narcissism, right? So then you'll say to yourself, Oh, I'm not going to do something with that because if that person who's that close to them has said that about them, it has to be true, right? Yeah. Not realizing that we can't help who we, who we family members with, we can't help who we love. So at the end of the day, somebody might say something horrible about you who's close to you, and then later on, that'd be they, oh, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I fly off the handle and I talk. So when it comes to relationships in that sense, also, I always say to myself, I don't care what anybody says about this person. I got to find out for myself the truth in it. Because yeah. if I speak to them and hear both sides, a person might come in the room and say, "Yo, Mario stabbed me, bro. What do you mean? Yeah, Mario stabbed me, bro. he's a horrible person. They could show me their wound. They can say, look, look, he stabbed me. They could show me surveillance of you stabbing him. And then I go to them and say, yo, bro, you stabbed him. And he said, yeah, let me show you something. He stabbed me sixteen times right before I stabbed him back. He stole everything out of my house. He slapped my grandmother. He pushed her down the stairs. So when I seen him, I stabbed him. You ain't know, rewind the tape. Let me show you right before, because it's all about optics. They'll right. show you the part that affected them. Right. Then they didn't show their role in all of it. So at the end of the day. Even my own eyes, I don't trust until I investigate it for myself. And that is the key to understanding relationships and which ones to make and which ones to keep. Wow. yeah, Trust
0: is, man, that's something. Especially, I don't envy being at the level you're on because I don't know how you, you know, sometimes determine who you can trust at that level because I'm sure uh, what I've learned, you know, just as I've matured is that people on, your level or like you know i've been really close to fred hammond and um mm-hmm. uh, just knowing that you know people every day is coming with their hands out for something oh yeah somebody mm-hmm. wants wants something and i'm like man it just makes you not trust anybody because every you don't know who who the real and who the fake for real but you know i just what i also learned is that relationships um you know just being being good being kind to people will also open up some doors that you know other that you wouldn't normally be able to go through so yep. I, you kind of touched, you kind of touched this already, but oftentimes, you know, the higher you go up, the more you become a target. And I'm sure, you know, that, that, that comes along with the, t- the territory because, you know, it just, just does. but what's some of the hardest things that you've had to deal with after becoming successful as it relates to the people around you, you know, they say you've changed or they changed or like, how, what's your whole scope on that?
2: Yeah, man. It's just difficult to please everyone. Believe, get out of here. So it's difficult to please believe. Go. So it's difficult. The thing about it is you never please everybody. And also, uh, I'm a Sagittarius. I don't, know, I don't know much about signs, but I do know that I'm a realist and I'm logical, right? So when you're dealing with matters of people's heart and your personal feelings and structure, a person like me really is kind of difficult because I look at the logic of it. So the logic will tell you what's what. The most difficult thing is understanding that um, like I've done a lot for a lot of people, a lot. There are people who whose lives I've changed because of the work I've been able to do and getting in position and allowing the work I've done to make it easier for them to get in position. I've taught people how to construct songs and how to, how to master themselves as writers and producers and artists. And I've watched those same very people uh, speak the worst of me. I've, I've connected people and, and, and introduced people to each other and watched them fall out with me about nothing that I've never, I've never done anything to either one of them. And then they still be close to each other. You know what I mean? I've watched people unfollow me and follow everybody I've introduced them with and communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that, that, don't, that is, honestly though, it doesn't, it doesn't um, surprise me anymore. So those type of All things, right. I just have, I have to stop allowing it to affect me because so that's what I learned in this business understanding that the, the way you see the world and the way your level of loyalty and consistency see with anybody if you my man we close and I fall out with somebody and you still friends with them you're not my friend and that's just it's it's, it's especially if they would they robbed or stole from me or did something shady to me then that means that see I love you enough to where if I watch them affect you and I know your heart that's why I said it's about my children the point for them to know my heart if I know your heart and I know that you you are innocent in that. Then, if I'm still communicating or friends with this person, that means that I'm condoning what they did, and I'm basically disregarding your heart and who you are. So, in this business, I've learned that you can't. You got to start understanding who people are and what their role is, and understanding yeah. that some people, will, you know, will always be, in a sense, underlings in this business. So, in order for me to be affected, it would have to be a king, it have to be a queen, it have to be somebody. Of, of, of certain lineage and certain status, and, not, and I don't mean as far as one person being better than the other, but a king understands the responsibility that comes with being a king. A servant is basically looking for someone else to serve, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they'll go to wherever there's somebody who can feed them that day. A king creates his own food, so he understands how important it is to have relationships with other kings. So I'm learning this business. Yeah, you fell out with a bunch of people, but they also they ultimately went on to do this for for others, what they did for you. Nobody ever left me and went on to be a boss. Nobody's ever left me and went on to be greater than when I, no one, no one has ever got out of position with me and then created their own position somewhere else. They only got out of position with me and then played a similar role to somebody else, Mm. you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, understanding their levels. I've never fallen out with anybody equal, ever, because equal respected and understand where I'm coming from and understand my perspective. Even if there's a disagreement, a king knows that we need to sit down and talk about this. The underling feels slighted by the the smallest thing and won't even uh, be man enough or woman enough or brave enough to express themselves to you. And when they leave that situation, they'll be in the same situation, just somewhere else. And then they'll soon do this to that person the same they did to me. So as those as far as learning and seeing that that's the, that's I'm I'm be honest with you that's the constant in this yeah, game yeah. is understanding that you know the worker gonna be a worker and you can't put the worker on the same integrity level as the king. You just it'll never be that way. They'll never understand the responsibility and the and the weight of being the king. So when they fall out with you, you're arguing with somebody. You're beefing with somebody who doesn't even understand the language you're speaking and the the status and the level in which you see the world. I'm I'm speaking to you from a mountaintop and I'm trying to make you understand what's going on up here, but you're Hmm. angry and speaking to me as if I'm somebody who's on that level. So you'll never be able to understand the way things may affect me because of the weight that I carry, you'll Hmm. never be able to understand. And I've had people who've carried a fraction of the weight later and then come to me and apologize and say, bro, I never knew, I never understood And now I see not because they ever came to that king status, but because they came to a status where they had to carry a little bit more than Mm. what they used to carry. Then they could understand me. The only way you will ever be able to understand the burdens and the sacrifices of a king is if you become one.
0: Wow. Wow. That's rich right there. So many nuggets in that. JB, did you have something you want to share?
1: Man, I'm just enjoying the conversation. This is is really good, Um, especially the insight on just the, the relationship. That perspective was
0: really uh really uh intriguing so uh rico thanks for that oh Oh. yeah that's what's up well yeah man we're not gonna hold you long i gotta just i wanted to talk one more you already touched on you know writing hit songs and some of the things that you feel like it takes to to do that which i'm gonna go back and take some notes on but i wanted to ask you um do you feel like or how many people do you feel like and you probably can't give a number to this that are sitting on hit songs that nobody has heard um everybody yeah
2: wow everybody me, you, everybody. Like I said, it's always gonna be a, a catalog full of records that'll never be heard. You know, in, in, in 70 years, when I'm gone and dead in the ground, somebody's gonna open up this hard, hard drive, these hard drives and say to themselves, well, what, this, this song never came? Out. There are songs that I've, I've done that I've never played anybody, I, not for any particular reason, it's because I do so much music. So yeah, there's tons of songs that haven't seen a light. There's some songs that you might have that just haven't been crafted the right way mm-hmm. and you haven't figured out how to craft them properly so they just they're this close and you haven't played them from a from for a person who knows how to take the great elements and squeeze out the great elements and get rid of the not so great elements so for that reason there might be music that you've done that's just, that won't see the light of day so it's, it's it's very difficult, you know, to, to even answer that because we all have music, and incredible songs that probably will never be discovered. It's sad to say, but they probably the, some of the greatest songs in the world may be sitting on your hard drive, you, Mario, because it, it, you may have not have gotten next to the right person who you could play that song for, who could say, let me take the you know uh, some days you might need just need to take a day and sit down and play your songs with somebody who has the ear just sit down and play all the songs, you know, a full day, you know, yeah. here, let me buy you dinner and let me just sit in this room and let me just play this music for you. And then you can say, we can go through it. You know what I mean? It'd be worth a trip. It'd be worth a a, a a vacation to do that, to say, let's go out here, this island, rent this house and go through these songs and let's see what we can build. I think that's something that I want to do is go through my hard drive and say, all right, cool. Let me take all of these incredible songs that I have and go through them and correct them and figure out what maybe the production needs to be changed on them. Maybe this part isn't right. How can I make it right? And that's, that may be worth trying to be doing, worth doing.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's, that's some, that's some valuable insight right there. And I'm sure you like, like you said, there's so many people that have the songs. I just wondered if you have any other advice in terms of like getting it heard or in the right hands, that type of thing. Cause you know, so many people out here just really hustling and trying to force their way into the door. But Mm -hmm. um, what's, what's, what advice would you give them to you know, kind of work their way in.
2: What's the I best mean, approach? As far as being heard, man, that's the that's that's the hustle part. The gift and the hustle is so separate. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. So so if you're figuring it out, if, if I can't tell you how to get it hurt because the way I got hurt was just random. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not having really a sense, but it was like I can't tell you how to get on if you're not willing to sacrifice. If you can't leave your children and your family and go sit down and camp out somewhere. And, and and figure it out. If you're not willing to sacrifice at that level, I just can't, t- I can't, I don't know how to tell you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not going to be, it's not going to happen just showing up one weekend and playing your songs and taking meetings. I mean, it can, but it's just not likely for it to happen. And I mean, that's just, just like I've been shooting baskets every day. And then my first day to get the chance to practice in the NBA, I just shoot my first shot and I miss. But now I got to go home now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. oh man i tried i missed but i gotta get back to these kids man what you talking about yeah <laughs> no, bro if you yeah. keep shooting you might have another you could really shoot yeah but i shot and i missed it so they didn't want to so i'm gonna go i gotta man i gotta get back to these kids all right well go back to the kids if that's what your life is then go back to your children. oh my girl tripping because i had to leave and she mad at me all right well you gonna <laughs> always be with this little mad selfish little girl then go ahead pick and back with her <laughs> If you can't, (laughs) if you don't, if you don't believe in your dream enough to upset somebody else around you, why isn't it not going to tell you? If you can't, if you can't believe in your dream to upset your husband, upset your wife, upset your, you know what I mean? And understand Mm -hmm. that like for a period, I got to go and do this. I got to see it. I got to try it. Unless if I don't ever try it, then imagine I'm sitting around thinking to myself, damn, man, I'm really better than all these people. And I never really gave it a true shot. Wow. I'm not talking about a month down there. And and a few weeks down there, going down every other week. I'm talking about devote my life to being able to say, I'm down here focused. You know what I mean? If 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 you if you can't do that, I'm not trying to judge you for that. I'm just telling you, there ain't really much I could tell you if you're not willing to make that level of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Some people got my grandmother sick. I got to take care of my grandmother. What I'm gonna tell you? Don't let your grandmother die. Like I can't tell you that. But if you don't do what needs to be done, regardless of reason why. It is what it is,
1: mm. you know
2: what I mean? If you're saying I didn't show up to the, to the opportunity to be on this hit winning album because my grandmother was on her deathbed, bro, that's a horrible story and I'm sorry that happened to you, but guess what? You still didn't show up and it's still gonna go on without you. You do not get honorable mention. I'm sorry that you had to go through that, but that is the nature of the business. I'm sorry, that is the nature wow. of life. I'm sorry, if you wanna make it, there's things that have to be sacrificed. There are some sacrifices that you are not willing to take and I'm okay with that. But are you okay with that? That is the question. And if you are, then okay. If you're not, then you're gonna say, granny, ain't nothing I could do for you anyway. Wow. Ain't nothing I could do you on the deathbed." Then people said they gonna pull the plug. If my prayer don't reach from Los Angeles to where you at, then I don't know what to do, because sitting there holding your hand ain't going to get it. Mm. So, and then, but if you make the decision otherwise, then I can't judge that either. But you're going to have to live with that. I'm not going to have to live with it.
1: Wow. Wow. Wow, wow,
2: wow. Yeah,
0: man it's a sailor moment but like they say in the bible you just pause i'm just like man, that was that, that was so heavy right there <laughs> and just especially for somebody that's in it because it's you know i'm transparent man it's 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 hard man it's tough but like you said man i don't like when you hear that at the end of the day you still got to do what you got to do to make those sacrifices one of my closest
2: like, closest friends D Town, he had a, a ex-girlfriend who always had to have him at every event for the family right she didn't understand how the business worked so D Town would have to go to the her cousin's funeral the family reunion, the the wedding over here yeah. this grandmother was graduating from granny school it was this <laughs> it was always something and he Pretty was like silly. man i gotta go i gotta go with my girl to do this i gotta do this and every time he missed out on some of the biggest projects. To this day, he, him, joke about it. But he missed out on some of the biggest projects because he was trying to make this woman happy, who ultimately ended up breaking up with him and marrying somebody else. So you got to look at it and say to yourself, you didn't sacrifice for your dream. You sacrificed for this woman, and she could not understand because in her mind, she was used to dealing with corporate nine to five guys who knew that on friday saturday sunday they was with the family and on monday through friday nine to five days at work and after five o'clock she had, they had to be available to her because yeah. of your lifestyle you couldn't be available to her the way she needed so she put the pressure on you to be the person that she needed you to be and in doing so you weren't able to be the person that you needed for yourself and what happens is they go on and they live another life. Imagine if you're doing all this for somebody else. And then when they wake up and they say, you know what? I don't want to be married to you. I'm going to marry somebody else. I got to do what's best for me. Wouldn't you sit back and say, you bitch, I've been doing what's best for you <laughs> all this time. I'm going to kill you in here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but in fairness, who in this situation is living their destiny she is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he decided that what's best for her was more important than not hurting your feelings until you can decide that bro i've missed family unions i miss weddings i miss funerals i miss graduations i've had my family talk bad about my mother telling my mother your son don't show up for nothing he think he better than us My own mother was in a place where she was uncomfortable because the family was judging me. Mm, That's tough. But I paid for the family union. I paid for the weddings. I paid for the graduations. I paid for the ceremonies. I paid for the class trips. I paid for the pictures. I paid for this, this and that, when the funeral, when somebody died, I paid. At the end of the day, which side do I wanna be on? The person who's able to attend all the time or do I wanna be the person who's able to facilitate it? And I'm okay with not attending. I'm okay also with a bunch of broke people judging me too. I can live with that. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Wow. Wow.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, man, wow. I can tell that you're in a you're in a good place, bro. Like i um like you you really I can feel that you're content. You know what I'm saying? Not that you're not reaching anymore, but so you know, success for different people looks different. And like mm-hmm. you said earlier in the conversation, there's some things that you still see for yourself that you haven't even reached yet. Yeah, and man. So, you know what? What what does success look like for you? Is there ever a point where you get to? It's like
2: I made it. A billion dollars. Gotcha. All right, I'm gonna tell you why. Not because I want a bunch of cars, because I got a bunch of cars. Not because I've drove everything. I've had my my house is super cool. My stuff. I got nice nice clothes. I can do all that stuff. I need a billion dollars because I don't want to ask anybody for permission for anything. Yeah. I want a building. I'm building a building. I want to help these kids. I'm helping these kids. I want to start yeah. this school. I'm starting this school. A billion dollars. That's my answer. Because if I got billions of dollars, if I'm a billionaire, I can say to myself, I don't have to ask a white man for permission to do this. I don't have to go partner with these people to do this. I don't have to go over here and say, can y'all give us money for the kid? There's a lot of rich, rich people who still gotta ask for permission. Mm-hmm. I don't want permission. I want power. Mm-hmm. And that is success for me. Power. Being able to say, now, now some people use that power for whatever reason they use it. But the reason why I want to use this power and this influence is because I don't want to ask permission. I don't want anybody telling me what I have to do or how I got to No, at the end of the day, I want to be able to be in a position to say, we need to build it. Let's get to building. Find it. we buying it.
1: Yeah. Oh, we need,
2: to, we need to get this jet so that we can fly these children to safety from over here to here. Let's do it. Oh, we need to put together a team to rescue those, those girls in Africa who was kidnapped. Let's do it. We'll have to go and gather a bunch of people to do that. Let's find ways to consistently control our own wealth so that we don't have to ask people for permission for things that we know are inherently ours. Hmm. That is the goal. That's it. We get to that. Now we control it. Now we can make the decisions. Until then, we can't make no decisions, bro. $100 yeah. million dollars ain't going to do it either. Yeah.
0: Wow. Gotcha. That's what's up, man. Well, listen, this time has been very, very rich, man. We went... Over time, I appreciate you for sticking with us, man. And uh, I knew we would get some valuable information uh, from you. So um, I want to know uh, just what's next for you. Like, how can we how can we help you? And um, our listeners, viewers, how the, How can we all support you? Yeah, man, the
2: We Love Music Conference um, is, is so important to me. I established the conference uh, five years ago to help build and develop songwriters, producers A&Rs, and managers coming up in the business. So I'm building and developing that on the next level. I'm actually getting ready to buy buy a property to put an actual accredited school um, that's consistent for people to learn and grow. Uh, I think I'm gonna make Milwaukee the hub for that. So I'm excited about that. But also, you know, Division One, D1MG, Division One Music Group. Uh, I did a deal over at Epic, Sylvia Rowan. I signed an artist named Mia Ariana, who I'm absolutely obsessed with. She's like a little sister to me, and I believe she's like, you know, Aaliyah meets the brat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just the incredibly talented girl who's a firecracker. And we, we've recorded maybe 85, 90 songs already. Like, we're really intense about our pursuit of this goal. And this girl's gonna be an ex- exceptional talent. So, I'm excited about that and about growing that. And that's next for me. So, if you, if you got any ideas on how we can help make this girl the biggest artist in the world, which you catapult us into the stratosphere when it comes to, you know, the 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 dream and the goal of being, you know, the biggest brand in the world, then I I'm, I'm open for any type of help when it comes to that.
0: Gotcha. Sounds good, man. Lastly, uh, last but not least, if you could just uh, shout out your social media handle, so you know we're I'm already following you, and for sure most of the people are listening. But let's just go and give it anyway.
2: Um, Instagram I'm I am Rico Love, um, Twitter, I am Rico Love, Snapchat, I am Rico Love5. Then i five.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. JB, any last any last uh thoughts?
1: I did want to ask a question. Where do we get uh the tagline turn the lights on? That, that I think that's uh, that's that's fly. Um, <laughs> <I used> to, <laughs> there it is.
2: <laughs> I, I used to hang out in this club called Area. Yeah. Uh, my manager now, his name is Mams Taylor. He owned this club called Area in Beverly Hills, yeah. and um, it was one of the most popping clubs around 2006 and seven. Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian, everybody was, you know, it was just nuts. And they would play this song by Pink Floyd called The Wall. We don't need no education. And then the song on the part they say, hey, teacher, leave those kids alone, and the lights would go off crazy in the room. And I would yeah. just say, turn the lights on to myself. So one day, it it represents the climatic part of of any song, magic. Come on. So so that part, you know the story. So basically, that part felt like the magic was about to happen. So I would say, turn the lights on. So I got in the studio and I started saying it. And Mams was like, yo, you should say that on songs you write. That should be your thing. Turn the lights on. So I started saying it and it kind of stuck.
1: That's what's up.
2: Dope dope, yeah, dope, dope 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 yeah that's yes, sir dope. that's what's up man
0: well I, I did want to tell you man i think it's unfair that i used to be able to demo songs for you and now you're singing better than me and don't need <laughs> me no more than that ain't... <laughs> i kind of feel some way about that man but uh, <laughs> that's all good man <laughs> but yeah thanks again for your time bro, and uh, just yeah, being willing to share you. your heart with us tonight man it's you know it means more to me than you you'll know so I appreciate you, bro. Uh, we appreciate wish you, you nothing man. but, you know, continued success and blessings and health and wealth and, you know, protection, man. The favor of God. Continue to be on you and your family, man. And, you know, we'll definitely stay in touch. And um, again, man, thank you for your time and being a part of the MJB Music with JB podcast, man. We yes, love sir. having you,
2: bro. Thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure.
0: All right, man. Well, we'll let you go, man. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Be in touch. See you later, believe. Bye. Take care, man. <laughs> Bye, gang. Bye-bye. Yeah, JB. Yes, sir. Where you at? I can't see your face. You on the screen, bro? I'm on the
1: screen. You can't see me now? I'm on the screen. I don't see you now, but
0: I... (laughs) Yeah, man. What a great show, man. Yeah, yeah. Super honored to have Rico on the show. And he said some things that, you know, I definitely want to even go back and listen to because I don't want to miss it. You know, when you get the chance to talk and hear from people that are on a certain level, they... They see things from a different perspective you know what I mean right. and so although we may not always understand what they're saying there's there's so many messages behind you know behind the message so hey, I y'all, think what thank we're
1: you. missing and I also say I just want to say to that what you're just saying I think what we're missing in society today is just that you know you might not agree with it it might not be your stance it might not be where you want to even position yourself after you hear it but understanding people's perspective is really good in uh, dealing with people on, on the long term I think
0: man perspective is key with anything man. and everything yeah man so yeah another show down man so excited yes, about it um we got another show coming up on friday this friday yes, where we have uh speak music radios on bridget what? price yeah man she's worked so hard to get to where she is and she's well yeah. respected in the industry and she has so much wisdom and knowledge that i can't wait to hear from so uh yeah man Y'all make sure y'all tune in this Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central. And that's uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, That's all I got. JB, what's happening? You got anything else you want to share?
1: Yeah, I'll just say uh, also go ahead and subscribe to our podcast, MJB Music with JB. More than just a song. Go on there and subscribe. All the episodes are on there except for Moret. She'll be on there tonight. Uh, We'll put her on there tonight. Uh, And so, yeah, go up, subscribe um and yeah it's good good stuff on there good stuff
0: yes 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 so we appreciate you guys until next time y'all take care be blessed and we'll see you next time yes sir all right